I'm Richard. And this is Cartoonist Will. And we're the Irreverent Nerds. I was going to say very tired. <laughs> yeah, we are both very tired. So, we just came out of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Madness, madness, madness. <laughs> and we are sitting outside on an island in the parking lot recording this with my iPad. An island of mulch sticks up my tuchus. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to get instant reactions uh, to the movie, like how we feel about it just coming out, and uh, maybe we'll do another review later on. But uh, for now, instant reactions. So, Will, gut feeling positive, negative, confused? No, it was good. Um, um, I forgot some of the stuff that they said about this film last year or so that they said it was being made. When did WandaVision come out? Just last year? Yeah, I believe it was 2021, so okay. it's been within the last year or so. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. It just it feels longer. Try to, so, try to, try to turn and just face it the whole time. I thought. Sorry, guys, we're, we're getting used to this uh, setup here. Well, I mean, my, my expectations an entire year ago was that Wanda would be the villain, Doctor Stranger would, Strange, Doctor Stranger, who's that? Doctor Strange would have to fight her, uh, but somehow in that time frame, I forgot about that thought I had, and so basically this film, uh, well, I'll tell you right now, not that I should have known, but everything else definitely uh, adverted my expectations not in a bad way but uh, I just mean I, I, I couldn't guess uh, where this film was going I, I wanted to but I didn't but it was a good film uh, it was a good film and I feel uh, you want to ask me more questions or just should I just keep going no that's just your okay. first your first thoughts um, my first yeah. thoughts are, are like coming out of it are, are positive as well um, didn't like every part of the movie but then you know what, there's very few movies that I could say I liked the entire thing. There's always going to be something where I'm like, "Why did they do that?" Um, but no, my first my first thoughts very positive. Um, yeah, it was good to like you were saying the other day. Good to see Sam Raimi playing back in the Marvel sandbox box. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, very Sam Raimi ish film. Even more uh, Sam Raimi than Spider Man. Yeah, the the only thing that was really missing was the uh, the jump takes. You know, like the, you know, where it like jerks you further into the frame, like he did in Spider Man. He didn't do that in this one. Which I was glad. I was like, like, okay, that's good. But still, quite a few shocks and uh, spoiler warnings. By the way, if we haven't already said that, spoiler warnings out the wazoo. Spoiler warning. Yeah, we're gonna spoil this sucker. We're gonna anything's fair game. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to get spoiled, turn this off now and wait uh, if you have eggs. seen it then let us know what you think after we we're done talking let us know your thoughts your theories about what might come next what you liked what you didn't like what you're ambivalent about whatever you want man. leave us a voice message leave us a direct message on Instagram we want to know what you guys think or and I say guys in the generic sense so I mean everybody yes, you know Men, women, non-binary, uh, whoever. Aliens. Aliens, yes. Legal or otherwise. Let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Mothman. So let's 
let's start with the tone of the film, I guess. How'd you feel about the tone of the in, of the beginning? I guess let's do that. Like the beginning of the film, like like you jump right in, obviously to Doctor Strange's dream, but you don't know it's a dream at first, um, and and then jumping out of it very quickly. Like how'd you feel tonally? Like say the first thirty minutes. Like how did that feel to you? Well, I think that the majority, not the majority, I don't know, maybe the first half, I'm not really sure exactly what point we were at when it changed, but I'd say that for a while there, it just felt like, uh, in, in tone and genre, it was like uh, any other MCU superhero film, then it changed. <laughs> it's interesting, because it, it, felt, it felt different to me at the beginning. Obviously, it got more different the further it went. Um, yeah, I, I was having a hard time getting into it, like, the first 30 minutes, to be honest with you. Like, I was like, oh, no, don't tell me Raimi's going to ruin this. Like, please, Raimi, I love you. Um, Shame. Yeah, it just, like, something was felt a little off about the, the I don't know if it's the editing or the dialogue. Like, some of it felt a little stiff, some of the takes. It's like I was I was a little out of it. The, the first 30 minutes but I was trying to pay attention to like all the details and stuff and um and and I have to admit like we talked about like we asked the question like what like do we care about Doctor Strange himself and what's going to happen to him or is it more about what's going to be revealed in the course of the movie and even though I love Benedict Cumberbatch I may still have to say that I cared more about just seeing the movie and what would happen and how it can interconnects um, than I did like what happened to him his character himself parking lot noises yeah noises in the parking lot parking lot noises you guys are right here with us so this is in the parking lot this is ambience that's right <laughs> alright pause it there for a second uh, so that truck can leave <laughs> it was literally right next to us but yeah, it's kind of like you're sitting here with us after just seeing Doctor Strange, so I think that's cool. One of the guys hanging out in the parking lot at night. Yeah, we're not just... strange about that. We're not just sitting in some <laughs> sound room, you know, like, you guys are here with us. Um, so let's see. Might find we were, a straight parking lot on the ground somewhere. <laughs> so we were, we were talking about tonality uh, in the beginning. Now, obviously, as it went on... The tone, it, it kind of turned into a Sam Raimi um, horror movie. Uh, yes. And now you've seen these are the Evil Dead. So yeah, t- yeah. Tell me about the, the parallels there. Well, uh, I've seen Evil Dead 1, 2, and uh, Army of Darkness. I have not seen Ash vs. the Evil Dead. But uh, anyway, about that, uh, it turns into a horror film somewhere middle-ish I'm not really sure maybe somewhere middle-ish but by the end of the film see I wasn't getting Sam Raimi horror horror vibes when it started turning into a horror film but I certainly got them at the end at our climax Uh, very very army of darkness right there it was it was actually great it was uh, I haven't seen anything like that since army of darkness uh, I'm sure there was plenty of it in Ash vs. Evil Dead. I just I didn't I haven't seen that. But uh, yeah, I mean I wasn't expecting it, you know, in a, at all. 
And I should have been. I, I went into this thinking Spider-Man Sam Raimi because of the Marvel superhero connection. But I forgot. That was one of the things I forgot. That they said this was going to be more of a horror film. And, and I should have expected that. Yeah, like, I, I somewhat expected it. Maybe not to the extent, um, like, certain heroes whom I will not name yet, you know, get killed rather gruesomely. And that's when it, like, you know, when it really starts to turn... Now, speaking of turning, something I wanted to talk about. Um, Wanda Maximov, like, the fact that she is is willing... Now, we don't know exactly how much time has passed. Yeah, we know, you got a muscle <laughs> Um We don't know exactly how much time has passed since WandaVision. She, like, goes to that... Here. <laughs> no, I Sorry. mean, in the storyline. I'm just joking. Sorry, like, she goes to that retreat out in the mountains or whatever and is studying the Darkhold. And... Um... Yeah, so, like, she's gone from... Even though it was reluctantly, like, letting go of Vision and letting go of Westview kids but it seems obvious like in this that the idea is that she she didn't really let go like she let go temporarily in order to release the citizens of Westview and kind of because she was somewhat pressured into doing it as well at the end of WandaVision but she had held on to this obsession of getting to her kids like I'm not entirely sure why she didn't just spontaneously create them again up in the mountains. That's one question I have. Plot device, Richard. I know. The plot device. <laughs> I know. That's a pretty. Ma- to me, that's a pretty effing massive plot hole. Like, yes, it is. Like she's out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's no one else around. Like why not just manifest them again? I don't know. Maybe like, she was afraid that she couldn't manifest the same children. Maybe she needed Vision there, but Vision was gone. But then again, why couldn't she manifest Vision as well again? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's just because we've already seen that, and the writers want to do something different. Yeah, I get that part, but it's like, that would have made more sense, honestly, than, like, deciding to go to another universe. It, It would seem... But then maybe also, maybe she... Well, I guess... It wasn't really in her right mind, either. True, true. She's, like, she's like torn with grief and obsessed with... And I guess maybe maybe one of the reasons she wanted to do it in an alternate universe is she didn't want to get confronted by any of the, like, the Avengers or anyone, anyone significant in her current universe. Maybe that's why. Maybe she wanted to... Because it seemed like she was trying to hide it initially until Doctor Strange comes to her. Well, uh, I don't know. At the end of WandaVision, she hears her kids crying out, and I, I figured they were somewhere else. I actually thought they were going to turn out to be in, like, the Marvel version of Hell. Like, <laughs> like uh, they were... Because in the comics, her kids are actually revealed to be pieces of the soul of some demon, like Mephisto or something. So I honestly thought that she was going to go rescue them, you Mm. know, from whatever hellscape they might actually be in now. But 
Well, that's not what happened. Um, what dreams may have come, didn't come. Yeah, I mean, so at that point, we didn't know that they were calling from the multiverse, but I guess they were. Uh, yeah. That was just what led her to do that, I guess, but... I agree with you, it doesn't make any sense, really. Uh, she was just fixated on those voices she heard, maybe. I guess, yeah. And but they were saying, help me. I mean, mm. those certainly weren't the children in Happy. Yeah, maybe in one of the universe. other universes. Like, I know. actually thought it was Mephisto lying to her, and their children didn't really weren't really there, mm. but he wanted out or something, and the Dark Hole get them out, and get them into the resurrected or something. But all this is conjecture that didn't happen. Maybe that's yet to be revealed. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Got Let's rid of the dark hole. Well, that's a big spoiler. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did say spoilers, but let's, yep. let's try to go somewhat chronologically, I guess. Um, America Chavez. What did you think of her character? Well, I don't know a lot about American... Chavez, but America Chavez. America Chavez, sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to get online and look up her character origin now just to see if this film actually got her origin correct or not. Um, hope you can hear me, sorry. Um, but, uh, I mean, she. I liked her. I liked her character, but we really... There was just too much happening in the movie to really get to know who she is. And uh, I don't know where she's going to pop up next in the MCU, but I assume she's going to pop up somewhere. So I guess hopefully we'll get to know her character a bit more when that happens. Oh, and a little stab there on the uh, creator lost rights to American America, America Chavez. So he went and created a similar character that he then self-published or published with someone else. But this America Chavez is the only one in the multiverse. <laughs> oh. So let's see. So we have the... So I'm thinking... So I'm rewinding a bit, timeline-wise, in the movie. Cut to... So let's talk a bit about the, the personal side of Strange's story, I guess. Like... Which most most of the time comes back to his relationship with Christine. So we see him attending her wedding uh, towards the beginning of the movie. Uh, runs into his old doctor friend. Um, that was kind of a fun fun scene because like it's like they hadn't interacted since he became Doctor Strange, you know, the you know sorcerer supreme. No, not really. Uh, like, what'd you think of the in, the initial interaction between him and Christine, like at the wedding, like where they had that com brief conversation? Well, as an adult man, I found it awkward yet brave that he brought it up, especially at the wedding. What <laughs> kahunas you have, Doctor Strange? <laughs> I would have left that well enough alone. <laughs> he's like, it's like, it's like, what else do I have to lose? I might as well tell her. <laughs> He had it, a, one it. too many martinis. <laughs> yeah, he did have several <laughs> martinis. I couldn't tell if it was shaken, not stirred. Um, wouldn't that be funny if he's the next James Bond? <laughs> no, I, I've actually heard Idris Elba is being considered as, huh. for the next James, which that would be cool. That would be, anyway, side note. <laughs> um, yeah, and she says something 
there to him. She's like, she's like, like he was. The implication is, I think that she got to know this guy during the blip. So like, you know, he was gone for five years, and she got to know this guy during that time. I, didn't I, I think, think of that, that I'm assuming that that was my assumption that, you know, he's gone for five years, so she moved on. And I don't know if she was sitting around waiting for him necessarily. I don't think so. Um, and she she said there to him, she's like, he's like, I don't think it would have worked out. Like it would it wouldn't have worked out. And and uh, she explains why. And he's like, you always have to be the one holding the knife or holding the scalpel. What does that mean? So in other words, he he has to be the one in control, the one fixing things. And here's a massive spoiler warning. We find out part of the personal motivation for him for that. So you fast forward towards the end of the movie where he reveals to an alternate version of himself, uh, kind of as an identity test, he, re- he reveals that he had a sister, uh, Donna Strange, who died when they were young. Uh, they were out playing on ice, um, wherever it was they lived at the time, she fell through the ice, and he couldn't save her. I wonder if that was why he became a doctor. Well, I think that's part of what put him on that track. Like, that was how I read it. Like, is that this became a personal motivation. It's like, I want to fix things. I want to fix things. So he became obsessive about it. And because he was also brilliant and intelligent, like, he moved his way all the way up to neurosurgeon. Um, but that's... That was part of the personal motivation that we didn't see in the in the first movie like we didn't catch a glimpse of that in the first movie um, you just see that he's driven and a bit of an asshole <laughs> uh-huh. but you yep. didn't see as much of the personal side and I liked that I liked I don't know what did you think of that I zoned out for a second there <laughs> what, what did you think of that revelation like, I'm not familiar enough that he's scared no no not about, that revelation about his sister dying well, I didn't know he had a sister. It was one of those. I didn't know you had. a sister. I didn't sister. either. So, like, how'd you how'd you feel about it? Like, like, did you well, think, did you think it fit? Did you, did it feel forced? Like, did, did it work for you? I don't think it felt forced. I mean, the doppelganger, Doctor Strange, did say, "Well, we don't talk about that, though." So, yeah. So you know, it is something personal. That he probably blames himself for, and I thought, you know, that's interesting, and maybe it's a callback to the comics, maybe. That's his doctor origin, so to speak. Um, and I didn't really feel forced, although my expectation was that the other Doctor Strange was going to be like, well, on my earth she survived, but that didn't happen. But, you know, I don't know. I'm always expecting things that don't happen. <laughs> it didn't yeah. feel forced to me. What about you? I thought it, I thought it worked overall, like... Um... And, like, the way the other Doctor Strange reacted, he's like, sounds about right. Like, he doesn't say, oh, that happened to my Donna, too. He just said, sounds about right. So it's like, I gathered, like, something similar must have happened yeah. to drive him. Maybe not exactly the same. It's um, like, each universe is a little different, obviously. Um, but that may have been one of those, like, I just, just earlier today, I rewatched or finished rewatching the What If strange episode right and through that whole thing he's trying to fix he's trying to fix a he's or he's trying to undo a fixed point in the basically the space-time right. continuum like a a um oh, what did the 
what the former Sorcerer Supreme call it, the, um, the ancient one, she called it, um, I don't know, an anchor uh, point, a focal point, a, uh, fate destiny. Yeah, uh, no. To be. The idea is, like, it's it's a fixed point in the timeline, and, and you can't, you, you're not supposed to undo it, or you could unwind the universe. Yeah, I don't remember. More or less. Um, so, like, got the impression that this strange, the one that he was interacting with when he told that story... Um, this is like the evil strange that you see in the trailer saying things got out of hand. Does he actually say that? I don't think he did. I think that was something they took out of the final cut. Yeah. That was in the trailer. Um, so I don't remember him saying it. Um, now, by the way, it's interesting that he tested this strange with that question prove that you're a, you know, a Doctor Strange. He talks about his sister when the whole time he already knew all about the multiverse and all the other Doctor Stranges. So, um... Well, maybe you wanted to confirm that it was really a Doctor Strange so that he could then kill him. True. And you got the... But I wonder if he was just stalling or something. I don't know. Like, because the... The guy that had the Darkhold, like, um... So he... He pretty much says, like, he, he killed... A number of other Doctor Stranges from other universes. It's like I relieved them of that or something. So you get the impression that he had killed several others. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> so let's see. What should we talk about next? What do you think? I don't know. You know, there was a lot of weird. Um... Normally, I feel like it was too much. I mean, this is the multiverse, so I guess it's okay, but. But otherwise, it was just a lot of similar scenarios, you know? I mean, not just in it, but also in what what if, since that's supposed to be with, in the same multiverse continuity. It's really weird, by the way. Usually, we have just a universe continuity. Now, we have a multiverse continuity. Yeah. <laughs> because they're tied together. Uh, that's why we call them the multiverse, not just the Raimi universe and the Andrew Garfield universe. And, you know, but... Um, by Raimi, I'm at Spider-Man. Anyway, Tony McGuire. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, spoiler alert, you know, we are doing spoilers, right? So, oh, yeah. there's Always just here. a lot of characters in different universes all using the Darkhold between this movie and the What If. Uh, they're they're u- usually the same characters and uh, uh, the same character, really, except for one, but... Uh, I guess that's what makes that character unique to Universe 616, I suppose. Uh, that universe, that character uses the Dark Cold, but, well, it changes. And, and uh, a certain character ends up using the Dark Cold, and uh, that's going to have ramifications in the future. But it just felt weird to have so many of the same stuff happening, the same character in the different universes. Yeah, and I... Th- I heard somewhere back before that Raimi actually got pissed off at the what if people because they like, maybe he wasn't privy fully oh. to their script. You wouldn't think Kevin Feige would let that let that happen, like let there have inadvertent crossover between storylines. But yeah, there's definitely some it definitely evoked a lot of the the what if stuff. Um, but then the Doctor Strange episode in What If. 
takes place in yet another universe. Like it's an it's another Doctor Strange. So they imp- yeah. they can just throw the multiverse explanation at it and be like, well, that was one from another universe. It wasn't one that you ran into in the movie. Pretty much. We all expected it. The characters that were similar to this film to be from What If, but spoiler alert, they weren't. Speaking of speaking of characters that were unexpected, um, were you surprised by? Like, obviously, we heard, we knew we knew who two of the Illuminati were going to be from the trailer. You know, we had Mordo, and then we had Professor X. Were you surprised by the other members? Well, no, because I saw the them in the trailer. Um, oh, you were able to see who it was? I well, couldn't, I couldn't tell. Well, I, I saw Black Bolt clearly in a trailer. Um, I saw... Does anybody know who... I, I didn't know who that was, Black Bolt. Oh, sorry. I mean, I did not see the, the original MCU Inhumans TV series. I heard it was bad. I didn't watch it. Um, but I did... Uh, Especially when that came out, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were doing the Inhumans, you know, I did some digging to learn more about those characters. I can't remember if they were created by Jack Kirby. He from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, No. I mean, they had Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, and this... But then they 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 started having their actual Inhumans TV series, which was the only bad thing that's come out of the MCU, as far as I know. Uh, so we quickly disavowed all knowledge of it, and we can now say it was a part of the multiverse somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. but Black Bolt was in it. Uh, but all I'm saying is that because Inhumans were popping into the MCU at that point, I, I started doing some research on who the Inhumans were. So, yeah, I started learning a lot more about Black Bolt. So, uh, I knew he was on the Illuminati as well. Uh, but did I know he was going to be in this film? No, not until, uh, they had a new trailer come out, uh, just a few days ago and he was in it. So I saw him, you know, he looked like Black Bolt. So I assumed he was Black Bolt. As a matter of fact, the image in the trailer was the group shot of the Illuminati standing off against, you know, who, uh, so I got to see them all clearly. Uh, even our, I was uh, spoiler alert, I was correct about the thing that we thought might have been Neiman Torch was actually a multiversal Captain uh, Marvel. Ah. Uh, I did get that one right. Um, but although in the group shot in the trailer, I couldn't tell who it was. I actually thought it might have been a version of Shuri or the Black Panther. But mm. but I just didn't get a good look at her costume in the group shot. Uh, but um, anyway... Uh, I mean... I think the biggest one I was surprised yeah. by was Reed Richards coming in. Did not expect that. I mean, it made sense in context. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because he's brilliant. He's intelligent. Super-powered. But, um, but yeah, I was I was surprised by that. What, had you heard any rumors about that beforehand? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much said that he was going to play Reed Richards, and it was my understanding that he would be playing Reed Richards in this film. Uh, I read and heard that, uh, well, read on the internet anyway, that um, it was not known if he would return to play Reed Richards in any, any other films after this. Uh, that's still up in the air. Uh, but, um, and I knew for some time now that 
uh, the Peggy Carter actress was coming back to play Captain Carter. Yeah, I'd heard about that. Yeah. Oh, what I didn't expect is how this movie, um, they weren't in the movie very long, and I, I, that, yeah. that was sad. Yeah, so... It's, especially with Professor X, such a build-up. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you didn't want me to spoil that? No, no, no. Oh, okay, this you're agreeing with me. Fair game, man. Yeah. Like, like, oh. Yeah, like all, yeah. Like all the I mean, Illuminati in that universe are uh, gruesomely gruesomely killed by uh, Wanda's um, dream-walking doppelganger. So and gruesomely... Okay, I lost my joke. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, like the. Yeah, we'll we'll save we'll save the those surprises for you. You can watch how they die. <laughs> yeah, but, but you it's, know, suffice to say, horror is now in the live action MCU. Yeah, I mean, Professor sure. Professor X was amazing. I just wish we got more of them. Yeah, yeah. He's off busy doing Picard, so. Yeah. yeah, and he's like eighty three. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. He's married to like a fifty year old woman though. Like, it's very interesting. <laughs> well, she'll uh, be taking care of him for a while. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's still, you know, he's still going strong. You know, not as strong as he used to be, obviously, but you know, the old Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart. That reminds me, I need to watch Picard. I've been about, hearing things about Picard, but well, yeah, rumblings too, like. I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna gonna start it soon. I have Paramount Plus again, so I'm just, it's only five bucks a month with cool, ads, which is cool. nice. Um, they don't have a whole lot else other than Star Trek to speak of yet. Anyway, they got a few other things, but like nothing as most people that subscribe are probably for Star Trek. Um, but anyway, I was wanted to limit this to about thirty for our instant reactions. Obviously, we'll we'll talk more about this in future episodes. And uh, plug for our regular upcoming episode, we're going to be interviewing the one and only Dan Johnson. Dan oh. Johnson. So, Will, tell us, tell them. Uh, you told them a little bit about your friend, but uh, what should they expect? Well, I'd like to do an introduction for him during the actual uh, podcast recording. But uh, yeah, he's uh, previously been a writer for a lot of different things, uh, and I can't possibly keep up with everything he's been up to he's very prolific um he writes for he has written or writes for a number of things gags for the Dismiss comic strip uh he did a story in mark's trail i think james allen i think if i got his name right was was drawing it at the time uh uh i'm in the well that that's beside the point anyway so dan he also has done written some uh, classic uh, public domain stories. I think they're public domain anyway. Uh, he has rewritten them for comic book format for the campfire uh, graphic novels. He's done Jungle Book. He's done... Uh, what was that one about the orphan? Charles uh, Dickens? Uh, Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. He's done Oliver Twist. Uh, he is. Uh, I pretty. I think he did. Uh, what was that? You know what? I'm gonna be honest. I haven't read the classics. What was that uh, one? Robinson Crusoe. He might have done that uh, one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I forget, but he did. He did several, a handful of those. Uh, he did. He wrote a manga, a manga called uh, Herc and Thor. Uh, he 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 was given an outline, and he was to, asked to write a uh, 
the manga based on the outline, so he did. It was one of those... Um, it wasn't a series of manga books. It was a one-volume thing. It was good, though. I really liked it. Uh, anyway, he's written for Back Issue Magazine. It was another magazine or two he's written for, but I can't remember the names right now. But uh, we'll get back into that. Yeah, uh, when you, when you do podcast. his bio, you can oh, yeah. give the, the yeah. laundry list of all his, his, his accomplishments. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of course he's been an assistant editor or editor at Charlton Neo, Empire Comics Lab, which are two small publishers. And now, um, I guess he's editor, but now he's uh, uh, heading up Redline Comic Studio, which is not a publisher. Uh, we're creating... Uh, and selling stories to comic book publishing companies for inclusion in their anthologies and other other things. Uh, he's a regular guest speaker doing panels at conventions, or at least he was before the pandemic. But yeah, he's very, he's very prolific. I think he wrote an episode of something or another for uh, uh, for some CW TV show in the past. I forget. Nice. Well, we can we can pick his brain about his his different uh, writing credits and, and his life and whatever else he wants to talk about. Anyway, that that's coming up uh, next Wednesday at our regularly scheduled episode. So be looking for that. It'll be a special episode. We won't probably won't have as much of our normal preamble. We'll get pretty quickly into the interview with Dan and uh, probably recording that via Zoom. So fingers crossed that all the technology works properly <laughs> sound of my fingers crossing yeah. apologies once again for the uh, video upload issues uh, with Spotify yesterday I uh, did successfully upload the Wanda Maximoff, Maximoff segment so uh, take a look out for that uh, has the same title but then in parentheses it says audio only shortened version ah. so uh, if you want to hear what we said about Wanda Maximoff uh, prior to seeing the film today uh check it out obviously that is spoiler free because we hadn't seen the film yet when we recorded it so all right fellow nerds go see dr strange opening weekend i mean you know if you got other stuff going on you know important things i know you might miss it you're not gonna forfeit your nerd card if you don't see it this weekend but you know try to get out there support your local theaters don't rip it on the internet Come on, go go to your local theaters. Help them stay in business, because there's nothing quite like seeing these That's movies right. on the big screen. You know what I mean? So yeah, that is right. Gotta All right, pay people. So, live long and prosper. I don't Avengers Assemble. I don't know what a Marvel. That's what I've used before. Avengers Assemble. <laughs> um, Let's eat a chimichanga. <laughs> make it so. <laughs> I don't know. How did that get in there? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerd. That is at irreverent underscore nerd. We also have a YouTube channel, appropriately titled Irreverent Nerd. If you'd like to leave a voice message to be included on a future episode, go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd forward slash message and drop us a line. Until next time, 
our fellow nerds, make it so. May the force be with you. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman.